This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow, and you know, one of these days, I'm going to really overreach, and maybe this is one of those times where I'm going to try to relate something that seemingly is unrelatable to our day-to-day lives, fixing cars and servicing the motoring public. Today, I, believe it or not, am going to say there is something to be learned from zero-turn lawnmowers. Yeah, I just said that, zero-turn lawnmowers. If you're not familiar, zero-turn lawnmowers typically have sticks rather than a steering wheel, but there are many of them that do have steering wheels in them. Uh, Usually large, large commercial grade machines, market of larger than normal yard owners uh, with obstacles. Maybe it's not being fully honest with the uh, the mower itself. Maybe it's landscaping or at least lawn care business. I, I don't know. But it really comes down to the zero turn mower. And they have the sticks in them. And the big thing with them is that they have a very, very small turning radius. Zero degrees usually or pretty darn close. They can turn on a dime. They can spin in place. So the big thing with them is they mow fast. And it's not so much like a land speed thing where somebody's flying down the yard at eight miles an hour, although there are a few out there that will do so. The NEPA Expo will be held July 18th through the 21st at the Venetian Convention and Expo Center in Las Vegas. Stay on the forefront of the latest technologies and industry trends. Registration opens April 2022. Not enrolled but interested in attending? Contact your servicing NAPA store for more information. You know, I've had lawn tractors. Many of you know my grandparents owned a farm implement dealer. They sold big lawn tractor mowers with belly mowers where the deck, the mowing deck is underneath the lawn tractor or tractor itself. And then, of course, we had something that would be pulled behind uh, driven by the PTO uh, out the back, usually hooked up to the three-point system. Those were typically referred to as grooming mowers. And I've seen a few of them. You know, we never got into selling them through my grandparents' implement dealer, but uh, a few of them have the engines right on them to be pulled behind like an ATV. And those can be, those can mow very nice at a pretty fast clip. And I mean, we're talking eight plus miles per hour and they will Baja through grass, no problem. The problem is the turning radiuses. They're usually very, very wide, not with zero turn mowers. So the attraction of those is, yes, of course, they spin on a dime. They're fun to drive. But it really comes down to blade to blade contact and not blades of the mower itself, blade to blade, but the blade of the mower to the blade of the grass contact time or percentage of time. It's much, much higher with a zero-turn mower versus a regular mower. Because every time you turn, you're not contacting unmown grass uh, or unclipped grass, if you will. The zero-turn minimizes that amount of time to a great degree. Not 100%, but to a great degree. So it saves a lot of time, especially over the hours of mowing. And, And then, of course, the obstacles to be able to zip around you know, mainly trees, light poles, stuff like that. They 
have no problems navigating around those. You don't have to take three, four swipes at it with a lawn tractor type mower to try to get up against it. Or you're leaving yourself a pretty good swath and coming back with a weed whip or something like that. The reason it occurred to me is uh, today, one of my techs spent the better part of about five minutes looking around the shop for a piece of equipment. It's not really important what it was. It wasn't a scan tool because those are everywhere. We got them laying everywhere. But it was a piece of equipment. And if you've watched Carm's uh, Shop of the Week broadcast, there was one time where I gave a tour of our shop. And this was pre-fire. So our shop had a, a fire. And we've been back together and I would say fully operational now for the better part of, yeah, let's go two months, maybe three months. If you watch that, or you can take my word for it, the shop itself is very compartmentalized. It's about 10,000 square feet, roughly. I think it's slightly smaller, but it's 9,900 and something. Very close to 10,000 square feet. It's very compartmentalized. So, you know, we have the customer waiting area and where the service advisors sit. That is one block of area. And then there's a couple of offices, uh, a restroom, kind of a break room. That's kind of walled off to itself. My area of the shop is all flat. You know, I can squeeze five cars in there. So three up front to a divider wall that runs down the middle of the shop and then two behind it near the uh, garage door. And then the alignment room, we call it the alignment room. It's one enclosed area. It's got the four post alignment hoist alignment machine and all that. And then we have another larger shop area and another shop area that has two hoists. We can fit three cars, two on the hoist, one behind them. And then another area that's got room for one hoist, one car. Theoretically, you could probably get a car in behind it, but regardless. So there's a lot of like rooms that make up their shop. Therefore, things get hidden really, really, really well. And I think this happens in any shop. I've been in a couple of shops where they're wide open, you know, worked at a couple of shops. They're fairly wide open. And yet you're still kind of tooling around looking for a piece of equipment, especially if it doesn't have a designated spot. And this time searching around is dead time. It's the time where you get to the end of the mowing row and you're turning around to go back and you're, it's a time killer. Uh, So I had reasoned with the shop owner, uh, my boss, that this particular piece of equipment, A, due to its, I think, relatively low cost, you know, of course, it's not my money, but, you know, we're talking between $150 to $200 a piece that we could arguably have one of these in every area of the shop. So every room, if you will, maybe two in the quote unquote big shop and minimize the time that it gets looked for. And plus, plus, arguably, they could be using it more often, not only for on the vehicles, but also just maintaining their base. It's no secret we're facing a technician shortage. Napa Auto Care has a solution with the Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program. The program was engineered by one of our own. Pete McNeil and Master Technician Jake Sorensen of McNeil's Auto Care in Sandy, Utah, realized that the problem of not having technicians available for hire was not going to solve itself and decided to take action and look at a different audience of individuals available for hire. A focus was put on younger individuals with the right passion, desire, and attitude to work in the automotive repair industry. 
Jake and Pete sought these individuals and developed a technician apprentice program to give them the training needed to become a successful technician in today's world. The Napa Auto Care Apprentice Program includes a comprehensive nine-stage curriculum that includes a variety of types of training, classroom training videos. Exclusive to the Apprentice Program, these videos provide an in-depth training from a successful master technician. Autotech classes, instructor-led courses offered through Napa Autotech, Autotech e-learning, web-based e-learnings designed to target specific training topics, hands-on learning. The apprentice will apply the skills gained from the classroom training videos, Autotech instructor-led training, and Autotech e-learnings in the shop with the guidance of a mentor. The apprentice program curriculum is competency-based, meaning an apprentice can move through each stage at a pace that best suits them. Most apprentices complete the program within two years. Upon a completion, apprentices will have earned ASE G1, A4, A5, and AC certifications, adding industry validation to the skills an apprentice acquires. Grow your bottom line. Having an apprentice in your shop will ultimately benefit your bottom line as they advance through the program. In most cases, as the apprentice develops their skill set producing billable hours, you will begin to see a growth in your gross profit by stage five. Keep your apprentice motivated with an apprentice toolkit. One of the largest entry barriers for individuals looking to enter the automotive repair industry is the cost of tools. Napa Auto Care has worked with our supplying partners to offer an exclusive, comprehensive tool set, including a four-drawer tool cart for all registered apprentices. To learn more, members can visit member.napaautocare.com. It seems very reasonable to me for the cost and the time savings that it would more than justify this. And so my argument <laughs> was, think of zero-turn lawnmowers and how every little bit of time saved is literally time that is spent doing the task that must be done, working on the car, right? So perfect world, you would be working on, uh, you know, every minute you're clocked in would be spent working on a vehicle. You know, I know we can get into some production discussions about, you know, you work 40 hours, but you're billing 40, 30, 50, 60, you know, and more. I know there's some, uh, a lot of numbers all over the board, and that's probably a whole different dis discussion. But any amount of time that can be reduced, not actually servicing the vehicle or performing whatever service or function that we're being paid to do. And I don't mean just we as techs, unless you're straight flat rate, but the shop itself, right? They're, they're getting paid based on the amount of time we're servicing the vehicle. So this extends out, right? There's a shop owner perspective here or management perspective here of what can we do to reduce time th that's not, you know, quote unquote productive. What might that be? You know, of course, equipment purchases, maybe more, if that makes sense. Not, not just a piece of equipment that can be used, you know, you know, one for the shop. But maybe there's a point where you're starting to look at one per tech or one per hoist or one per area of a shop. You know, even if it's wide open that you're, you know, if it's big enough that they don't have to go looking for the piece of equipment or just the fact, even if they know exactly where it is and time is minimized walking to and fro, it's still they're walking to and fro and how much time can be saved and how quickly it adds up. It's just like debt only reversed, right? It's you're building, or in this case, reducing time, but you're building up income. You have to, production has to go up. 
On the flip side, or not not really a flip side, but another perspective is from the tech's perspective is staying on task. What can you do to better stay on task? And that's a, like a thought process of what can I do better? Kind of, you know, if you will, nose to the grindstone. What will help me stay more involved or better spending my time doing the job that's being paid for? So does that mean buying a tool cart? Do I have one already? If I don't, should I be looking at one? And some of those tool carts, they're not that expensive. And maybe the shop provides them. Maybe you go to the management and say, hey, you know what? I think I could save a lot of time going back and forth to my toolbox with a tool cart. And it wouldn't have to be anything real special, especially if you kind of have done the job before and you know what you need. And yes, I get a lot of you listening already have tool carts. I've been in a lot of shops where they do not have tool carts. And imagine the amount of time saved. Computers in every bay for service information. It's right there or on tablets or accessible on their cell phones. You know, I'm not saying we're trying to ball and chain everybody to the car or to that hoist, but can we maximize the amount of time present at the shop to be doing what we're being paid to do, you know, on the service of the vehicle? And it's very much like a zero-turn lawnmower where you're, you're getting paid to mow yards. And the more you can mow, the more money. And the, that means the faster. And it's not necessarily the land speed. It's what percentage of time can I keep that blade on the mower itself hitting uncut blades of grass? And that's why zero-turn mowers are owned by pretty much any lawn mowing service company. It just makes sense. And I think we could take some of that thought process and apply it to our base or up front even. What can we do to minimize wasted time? And again, it's not like a dictator type system that we're looking for, but what makes it easier for everybody to keep on task and remain productive? And I think it's a lot of these little things can add up to be very, very big things especially over time, over the course of months, over the course of a year or years. These investments in equipment, these investments in ideas, they don't just save time. They make money. They make us big time money and more than justify the cost. You know, battery maintainers on every hoist. Does every hoist have a battery maintainer? How much time would that save? Would it save? You know, our maintainer slash battery charger reconditioner and go into our day-to-days, like what's expected of every of all our techs. So, you know, up in uh, uh, Minnesota, in the winter especially, batteries get checked all the time. They're getting tested all the time. So the more battery check, uh, or, you know, battery uh, system analyzers, battery analyzers, be it conductance testers or load testers or both, it's probably the best way to go about it, the better. So that is uh, where I was kind of going with that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.